My mother is an evangelist. And I'm convinced that she won't be content until my voice is in a pulpit. I said, my mother is an evangelist. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a more fervent servant. She is fire-baptized, and I've watched men find God through her eyes. I said, my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday, she leads souls to Christ. But I tell her, Ma, I'm a poet. Every night I lead souls into the light. I go where your preacher would not dare. Y'all mistaking these words for poems. These ain't poems. These are prayers. This is how I talk to God. And y'all just happen to be here. These are all my fears and aspirations. Wrapped in the swatting clothes. And packed in a tomb for three days. And the spirit moves the writer's block out of the way. And resurrects the words I need to say. And they ascend off of the page. Well, hundreds of people bear witness. So that Generations from now will still be able to appreciate it and I can still hear my mother praying for my soul. Hoping that one day I would hear clearly and find my way back to the ministry. And it's hard for her to understand because she's almost as stubborn as I am. That I ain't out here chasing a dream. I didn't choose poetry. Poetry chose me. I liberate souls every time I write a poem. And I bring down the walls of Jericho every time I perform. And I don't wait for them to come to me. I go where they live at. I mean, even God is a poet. You need only read the 23rd Psalm to understand that. How ridiculous must a writer be to say? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff on my pen and my pad, they comfort me. That's why I get love no matter where I go in this country. I used to contemplate suicide at least three times a week before poetry. And I don't tell you that to get your sympathy. I tell you that because I know at least three people in the audience are going through it with me. But who would have known? Who would have known that my own words could deliver me? Who would have known that I could get closer to God with every metaphor and simile. Who would have known that something as beautiful as a poem could harness so much of God's pure energy and I ain't nobody. I'm just a ghetto bastard from an unforgiving northeast city but with this pen and with this pad and with this mic I'm larger than life. I fight the good fight so when I'm dead and gone you can bury my ashes in the same tomb where they buried Lazarus cause a hundred years from now some young poet is gonna be thumbing through the CDs and his great grandmother's addict and he gonna raise me from the dead. I said my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ but I tell her slow and deliberate so that she will never forget that I am a poet and I'm following the will of God and I'm far closer to him at this very moment than I could ever be in a pulpit. Ladies, let's face it, every woman cannot be a size 2, nor should you want to be. I am frankly tired of the false advertising. This is why fitness is different. Our exercise and dance series is something every woman can actually do. You can do this. Our dance DVD has one-on-one instructions, two levels to choose from so you can go at your own pace, and targets our three main fat areas of our body, our midsection, our thighs, and our arms. Join the movement today and visit www.fitness.com for details. That's P-H-I-T-N-U-S dot com. Enter code RADIO to receive your discount offer. Welcome to Industries Mondays, Spoken Word Poetry, and this is a year in review. I'd like to bring on your co-host, promoter, producer, spoken word artist, Sweet Franchon. Hello. 
Hey, girl. Oh, that was one of my favorite poems by Lamar Hill. Thank you for sharing that today. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah. I'm sweet friend, Sean. Uh, yes, yes, I love that piece. And um, so we're just going to start this off. Um, I'd just like to let everyone know if you want to call in and um, announce any upcoming shows that you have for this month and into the you know first quarter of next year. The call-in number is 646-716-7994. That's any poetry or spoken word shows that you have coming up or conferences or events or festivals or fair, you know, just call in and announce it. Again, the call-in number is 646-716-7994, and we're opening up the chat room. And we are we have a caller on the line, so we're just going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to open up. Caller from the 423. Good evening and peace, my sisters. What a powerful, powerful piece just now. Awesome yeah. in the world. Yeah. Awesome. This is Cheryl Norris Sanders from Below the Nation. Come on. Hey. Happy holidays. God bless and peace to all. Peace, peace. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there trying to live as an artist. Everybody knows what that is. (laughs) Yes. Hanging in. And happy to be. Blessed to be. In gratitude. Yeah. How are you guys? Well, Sounds like everybody's been quite productive this year. Yes, giving thanks, and I'm yes. so glad we got the opportunity to share that with everybody today. And we're going to get to share what we're doing, what we have done, and hopefully hear what everybody else out there is doing. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. So okay. tell us what you got going on, how you closing out this year, or how you start next year. Yes, I'm in the process of doing both. Um, as 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 a healer, I'm starting out, closing out actually this year. Um, just finished the forgiveness challenge, seven day forgiveness challenge that we did over Facebook. I found that to be quite interesting, quite energizing, and very very awesome. Much more than I expected. Um, also earlier in the year, I published my first environmental fairy tale called mm. Old Mrs. Greenleaves, A Tree Who Cleaned the World. And I'm in the process of working on number two in the series. should come out hopefully in the middle of 2015. Um, awesome. That one, yeah, that one's going to be titled Mrs. Greenleaves. I'm sorry. The first one is Mrs. Greenleaves Cleans the Air. The second one is Mrs. Greenleaves Cleans the World. They're interactive. The first one allowed... Um, young people to read the story, interact with the story, color the pages, um, add alternate endings and things like that. We'll continue in that mode for the next year. Um, The one on cleaning the world will deal with trees around the globe and how important they are uh, in terms of cleaning the environment and just how in peril our environment is. Yeah. So that one, and working on a poetry CD as well, which will be more geared towards adults and a little stronger, it'll be, yeah. Um, My brand is Blue Zoetry. So the second one will be, uh, the second CD, because I did a first CD in 2008, the second one will be Blue Zoetry Volume 2. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Very unique as well. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've been in this artist writing industry since the mid-'90s and was involved in one of the earliest uh, spoken word networks called Voices of Awareness with the poet Nia Ebo. Uh, we formed that back in the mid-'90s and did a lot at the La Rose. There, it still goes on under um, Poetify with Nia. And, again, I'm um, below the Mason-Dixon line, so basically I'm mainly writing right now. Mm, awesome. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And what about you guys? What are you looking forward to in the next year? Oh, you first or me first, Jacqueline? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, what I did want to look at um, as far as in this review of this past year, because she has some dynamite things, but just I'd like to just ask each of you, where did you see, like, when we started 2014 and now we're, you know, at the end of 2014, where do you see, um, have you seen any growth as far as in poetry in the industry? Have you seen any expansion of it? Um, you know, greater awareness. Has it been easier to, you know, branch out to new audiences? Um, you know, what? where have you seen growth in the poetry for this year? Have you seen growth? Okay. Um, I, I, well, I have seen growth personally and collectively um, in, in my region, especially um, in Delaware specifically. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that um, the things that we set forth, Jacqueline, in our, both of our missions to uh, make spoken word a viable um, industry for those of us who do it, and just sticking to the plan and creating platforms that get poetry into people who would not typically listen to poetry, read poetry, et cetera, has been very beneficial to me and those who perform with me at Soul Opera. Um, we have individually grown and gotten booked and getting to do more, and collectively as well as a unit. So um, just on a pers- more personal tip, I've seen that growth. Now, one of the things I'm, I've noticed as well with so many people um, such as Chris K.B. Brown of Poetry 24-7, um, Brother Muhammad in Philly, uh, Just Greg, they are getting national exposure, and that's really been helping to make it a more respectful art form as well, where I've noticed people um, people are beginning to expect you to want payment um, for your services. And mm-hmm. I also have noticed that poets specifically are now operating more like um, any like artists that operate a business. Like they're not afraid to say, "This is what I do for a living." Um, they are getting themselves in front of organizations and people um, that are in alignment with their own mission or their style or 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 their their personal values that they demonstrate through their artistic craft. And you have people like Lamar Hill creating his own plays where he uses poetry as the dialogue form. And so I do see that it's growing. I'm so excited to be a part of that movement. I'm so excited to have been one of the ones in the forefront here in Wilmington. And I do see it. And, it's, you know, I may not um, be as well respected as some art forms 
completely in my lifetime, but I absolutely have seen some growth in the last couple of years. And of course, you know, with the um, with uh, with Sagittarius going into the 10th house, I think that you know we're going to start seeing a lot more manifestation in that area as well. Okay, I concur. Um, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> agree. Um, I again, I'm below the Mason Dixon line. We move a little more slowly down here, but uh, <laughs> I've seen um, a number of artists in my area gain regional recognition. They move from here to Atlanta. Um, I have a friend who's a storyteller down in Savannah, and I'm I'm uh, just really working a lot in that arena, that storyteller place. So so spoken word just expanding, yes, uh, quite a bit. There are some regular venues now, which is that wasn't happening when I first came to this area or returned to the area. I was born and raised here. Um, so, yeah, I'm seeing people perform on a regular basis. I'm seeing them, um, as the sister said, begin to receive payment. Um, look at themselves as professionals, and I think it's an inner attitude that we have to develop first in order to uh, gain that outer recognition. So, yeah, we're getting people... Uh, who are doing that, looking at themselves as professionals and working in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some regular venues, again, uh, that happen at least monthly. That wasn't going on when I first came down. Sadly, the um, the poetry troupe that I belong to, Rhyme and Chat, has disbanded, but quite a number of the members of that troupe are now performing regularly in different venues down here. So it's, there's... there's, there's the roller coaster, you know, up and down. Um and the see forward movement in this place in terms of, of 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 regular audiences, uh media recognition, regular venues is is a great leap forward for us, yeah, as well. Okay. Great. And part of that so is I, I must say I wanna piggyback on what sister was just saying about one of the things about wanting and demanding payment and being respected as a professional is you got to be prepared as a professional. So, you know, you got to operate as a professional. You need to work on your brand image. You need to work on making sure you're prepared, you know, when you go to a venue. You got to make sure that if, you know, you you are um when you do perform even if it's an open mic that you're performing uh within the parameters of that particular venue if it's you know no cursing then no cursing you know respectful and you know doing the things that to be in alignment with that particular host's vision etc and that way you get more people or that host will look for you more often etc so i think it's a lot of things that are happening as she said it's it's about us um approaching it and being prepared as professionals as well absolutely Well, I've seen a lot of growth um, over the past few years. And um, in studying, now, spoken word has had hills and valleys. At times it's been popular, it goes down, been popular. But I really think it's, you know, it's going to go upward. It's going to a new level. I think I don't think it's going to take another downward spiral because, you know, of, one technology, reality TV, um, these um, type of shows like The Voice and all, it's just showing everything on a new level. And now even the independent artist and singer, The Voice um, over its seasons has grown so much and the artists have grown 
so much. So in looking at some performance, I, um, I'm pretty sure you all of us know artists who have great records on the radio, but you've been to a concert and they cannot perform. Mm-hmm. But now with these live shows and live performance shows and people being coached and people, you know, making a science out of it, there are more uh, more and more people who can really perform well on stage. And so now these days, even, you know, label major label artists are in competition with independent artists. Mm-hmm. They're in competition for the audience and to keep the spotlight because you don't have to go through a major label, you know, to break it and to be successful. So with those type of changes, it doesn't, it just makes room, you know, for spoken word and poetry. And um, the poet ventures into so many various different stages and, and arenas. And they're and they're versatile. Like, you know, we see in the whole swing to people are not just singers anymore in order to really, um, when they really, really successful, that means they've diversified themselves. They went, you know, even sports figures are doing acting and, you know, singers are, you know, they're doing acting. They have merchandise lines. They go into business. So the diversity of the artists is much more prevalent. But the um, I think the asset that the poet has, the poet has always been more um, diversified. Mm-hmm. So I just think, um, you know, with that um, and with the trend of the industry, it's just making way, you know, for poetry to be upward and, um, you know, you know, to continue to gain its recognition. Now, um, is there anything? Like, um, do you feel there's any areas that we may be stuck in or even have fell behind in? Or, you know, is there any issues you've had, you know, like you see as far as the industry for this year? You know, something we need to get out of. uh, Yeah, I'm thinking about what you said. There's a couple of things that that jump out at me as you speak about uh, that growth in the merchandising. It would be lovely if poets were played regularly on on commercial radio, uh, college radio, used to happen back in the day. Um, I'm a little older probably than most people um, who uh, come into this audience, and I can remember hearing Nikki Giovanni on the radio on a regular basis, even on WDAS FM. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Maya Angelou in the early days, uh, Audrey Lord, those people we heard them on the radio. Um, so okay. it would be wonderful if we could develop just you speaking in, in, in that realm, Jackie, of, of having a place where up and coming poets could come in and, and, and get that platform, that stage, and, and, and to be accessed. To the general public, just on commercial radio or college radio, um, yeah, that would be a great thing. And I think we're kind of stuck in that area and, and, and that slam thing. It might have grown the audience, but I'm not a big proponent of slams. I've never been competitive, mm-hmm. and I just generally don't fit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
spoken word. I might go into poetry. I might tell a story. And generally, I do them both in a performance. Right. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, there's music. There's mm-hmm. singing. You know, it's a whole thing. I attempt to present variety because that's how I live my life. But also, really, really important to me is the mentorship, the apprenticeship, working with young people, um, starting things like poetry exchanges where young people could come in and, and be and hear a professional and have that professional listen to them and give them critiques and possibly begin relationships. You know, we have a tendency as a people to kind of like get into our own shells and not reach out that much and help others. And that's why I think what you do, Jacqueline, is just so, so wonderful. I just must give you props for what oh, you do and yeah. being one of the hardest working women, you know, in this most Isn't first he? industry yes. and the marketing <laughs> industry. Wonderful. We need some more of you um but yeah i always want to see somebody else brought on and brought along and i think we kind of get stuck there because it's part of it is because it's so difficult you know it takes so much time and energy for us to get to the point of making a living as an artist that that sometimes we get uh we don't view i would say as strongly that thing of bringing on others and, and that's always important Yes, and I love what you said. I was truly going to mention the slam poetry model is, although it seems to be the most popular model, I think that it's not um, the sh- it's not definitely the strongest model going forward because it did limit us for so long. Um, but it's so awesome because most of us are doing more now that we are diversifying our product or at least putting our product or our art form in front of diverse audience, not meaning diverse meaning of color, anything like that, but diverse meaning people who would not typically consider, like I said earlier, poetry or listening to it or going to a poetry slam or poetry event. And I just remember when um, someone I invited had been inviting to Soul Opera, and just for those you don't know, Soul Opera is, and I think you're going to like this, is telling stories of love and life using poetry, music, and song. And we pick a theme every quarter about a universal theme, you know, love unleashed or um, uh, flying free or whatever. We pick all these universal themes, and we we use that to tell story and stories of inspiration um, through poetry and music. And I remember someone who knows me knows I work and knows I have a job, knows I do this and all that. And I kept inviting him to come to the show. Yeah, you should come. And he and he didn't come for a year, and I didn't understand why. And when he walked in, he said, first of all, when did you have time to do all of this? And secondly, <laughs> I thought you were just a poet. I was like, I am. This is not poetry as I envision it. So part of it is also once you decide what, how you're going to package your poetry, it's making sure that you educate those who don't have a clue, who all they know is the, their limited version of either a, literary, a literature, uh, a Maya Angelou, um, or something like that, or someone who's only seen slam poetry. So um, it was very interesting to me that, and enlightening to me as well, when he said that, like, yo, where did all this come from? This is this is something I want to see, I would come to on a regular basis. And so I've made it a point now to try to educate people that, yes, it's poetry, but not as poetry as you know, not poetry as usual, and figure out taglines and things like that to help people understand what they may be experiencing, um, can look forward to experiencing. So that was a whole new um, enlightening experience for me. Yeah, yeah I think that's well, a wonderful concept. Thank you. Well, you Thank know, you so much. Ma- yes. 
Well, you know, Master Griot, one of our um, premises at first was changing a linear perception, the, pu- the public linear perception of spoken word. Because mm-hmm, when I mm-hmm. first started this, I realized that most people had one vision of what spoken word was. So whatever the experience was, they, they just had that one linear vision. And it was so prevalent, and this shows a big change, that say if I had just Greg, even Vision, you know, they're mm-hmm. all straight hip-hop generation. So right. th- their pieces have a certain rhythm. Now, if you take Kamika, it may be a little different. But, you know, when they go on a stage and there's a band playing, the band would 99.9% of the time go into this jazz mode. And they wouldn't listen to the cadence of the poet. So it got to the point that we, our expectation was we go to an event, I have to tell the band not to play. Don't play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that has changed because now they brought the DJ in. This has been over the past few years about bringing in the DJ. They, they're able to follow a hip-hop cadence and be, and bands um, are listening more before they start mm-hmm. playing and the expectation is no longer is this is just going to be um this neo soul feel or jazz right. feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it was um so I realized that was one of the first things to change the linear perception. And in two thousand six we did a survey and most poets didn't even view spoken word as an industry. Mhm. Mhm. So the first perception we were battling was poets' perceptions. Hey now. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we went to the audience. But um, so you know, we did a lot of things like that. Like, um, it, it was really hard. And, and, and but this just shows a great change because we would go to an event. Just say I had you, um, Francois. And I had you, Cheryl, and um, I might have had Vision or Shice or somebody else with me. I, I had three or four poets. We're supposed to perform, and then they're going to tell me, well, you only have about um, 12, uh, maybe 15 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> I got, you know, what do you mean? Uh, so it was like, what can we, uh, how are we going to do this? Now, I'm also the marketing director for a theater company, so I always have my theater partner. And Zahara, she's the creative director for the Master Grill. She said, all right, I know what we're going to do. You know, what pieces do y'all all have? And in a sense, we, you know, find a common theme. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have somebody do, okay, you do this part, then you come in with this part, come in, bring uh, a vocalist in to come up under and this and that, and we coordinate a whole piece. So we could take 15 minutes, everybody could say something, but it would be much more dramatic because instead of just coming up saying a poem, you know, we, you know we, had, we worked out this dramatic piece, these performance pieces. And we even had one, um, Never Forget, which was good, where um, I don't know if you, um, just Greg, his piece he did about the water. And um, but he had that piece, and it was a real good with vision. Just Greg, um, infinite life. And says one, two, three, four. Yeah, and um, well, it wasn't wasn't just vision. It was vision and Damali, quiet rage. So you had those two. We had infinite life, which was two, and just Greg. So we had five poets. But they even um, the director she even threw in um, 
this um, young person that did crumping. And they, they, at mm. the very end, they came and did a figure eight around the poets and then came up front, almost like they do in mm-hmm. with the crump. Mm. But, and we opened up for Jay Ivey down at the um, convention center. Um, we did this up in New York. And, these, right. and none of these were standard. We um, for Tank or mm-hmm. um, Joe Tank. One one of those hip hop artists we opened up at the Paradise Theater in New York. And you know, it was total different crowds. But mm-hmm. that was the one thing we knew. See, the question was what, whether we win people over. It was just getting in front of them because there right. were so many phenomenal poets. It's not the question. It's like, can we get in front of the audience? Even with um, one of the business groups, I saw it because I helped put the event together. They still put our poets on, what, after three bad hip-hop artists? (laughs) 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 Oh, we would just be like, oh, my. Yeah, this is what we have to deal with. Yeah, but uh-huh. that concept is called a choral poem. That's a choral poem, and and that's a wonderful way to approach it. Um, I'd like to see more of that done. And sometimes it can be, like if I'm teaching a writing class, I'll just have the kids give me a word, that the first word that comes to their mind, and turn mm-hmm. it into a poem, you know, yes. that interactive thing. But, you know, uh, Jacqueline, yeah, it's, it's the thing is to touch somebody. And, and, yeah. and, you know, somebody's yeah. going to come out and follow you, you know, and they're going to want to know yeah. where we're going to see you guys the next time. So, yeah, it, it definitely works. But we And that again, normally works for me. Yeah. Right, that normally yeah. works for me. If I go into an environment, I've had to scrap my whole plan before. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with the children, I've done it with adults, which is totally, I let the audience, and one of the things, you know, it's, it's, this is what we were sharing one time before, Jacqueline, is that I have poets who are used to slam poetry. They used to memorize it and spitting and da-da-da. But when it came mm-hmm. to the freestyle cipher, they couldn't hang. They didn't want to participate. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. of the things yeah. we did, how PLP started before, which was the prelude to Soul Opera, was at the end of every at the end of every show, and this is what made it so dynamic, we would let the audience pick three words. And then I would have my vocalist on my left, my poets or my lyricist, lyricist on the right, and my, and my band in the middle. So the band would create a beat, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. be right there. While they're doing that, I let the singers, all right, y'all work on a hook. Those are the three words, and I remind everybody what the three words are. And I'll start the verse, and I'll spit a verse mm-hmm. using those three words, and then we'll switch off. And we created and composed live, improvisationally, so much good stuff. And then yeah. that's what really helped make artists want to come because they're like, oh, yeah. They freestyle. They're creating. They're composing. They're doing things right on the spot. So musicians that want to be involved, um, other yeah. lyricists and poets that want to be involved, um, singers that want to be involved, and it, it it's still and in fact, and it totally expands your audience, right? Expands totally, their mind yeah. as to what's, and that's what's like really great. And and you know, like they said, um, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but that's what I love about the poet. <clears throat> At least because I'm not, I'm not necessarily a poet, but it's the creativity. And sometimes I just wish, 
because I still see a lot more. And, I mean, I you know, I just see way other things. But um, I just wish the creativity they put on a page they would actually, you know, implement. And, mm-hmm. you know, don't feel limited. But I, I really just think this is a time. I think 2015 is a time when we're going to really see poetry fly because our young people don't have some of the limitations and thoughts that some of us older ones have. And so um, in the, the whole world is different, so they view it and see it all differently. Um, I'm, we have another caller on the line, and I'm going to bring this caller on to add to the conversation. Hello, caller from the 972. Hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm fine and very blessed. It's uh, great to hear you guys. You are, you're doing phenomenal work. All right. So introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Michael Gwynn. I am from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas. And I uh, do a lot of Michael. things here. Yeah, how you doing? And I just want to call in and show some love and support. All right. This is Mr. Humanity, Gwynn. <laughs> now, this is a working poet. This is a working poet. Share a little bit about yourself, Michael. Well, uh, I'm a fan of you guys, first of all, and I'm honored to be a part of the show. But um, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a social worker turned poet. Uh, used to work for Child Protective Services. Started writing as a way of, you know, doing a little self therapy, and it turned into this wonderful instrument. Sixteen years later, I'm doing anything I want to do with poetry and spoken word. But the main thing I'm doing is trying to create platforms for youth and adult poets on the local, state, and national and international level, and um, the rest is history. Um, that's, I just love the, I love the art. I love the creative, the creative process of it, and, that, and, 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 and now I'm on your show, and it's awesome. <laughs> yes. Now, I met um, Michael through Troy Poet Lewis. He does the National Poetry Awards. And that's how um, I haven't actually met Michael, but met him through the radio and connected with him. And um, I just love for us to come together more on this national platform because each region has its flavors. But we're all doing so much all over the place, and it's a great way to um, feed off of the creativities of others. Now, um, have you heard? Have you met Francois before? I have not that I know of, but I'm so honored to be able to do that now if I can. Peace and light, how are you? No, we haven't actually met, but um, um, like through this platform, through Jacqueline, I have been able to meet some some great poets. So glad to honored to meet you. <laughs> Likewise, ma'am. Glad to hear you working. I'm glad to hear you're a working poet. That's always refreshing. Yes, ma'am, and I'm trying to trying to get other people to work as well. I try to. Employ and empower and, and expose and and as many poets use that like Christian and you know circular as much as I can because you know that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's how this art gets elevated. And that's how we all get paid is if they see it as a viable cultural and entertainment entity. And that's what I'm about. That's what I work very hard to do. So it's not just about me. It's about the entire global spoken word. It is. It absolutely is. And I'm so so grateful that, you know, we are using all these various platforms and opportunities um, and that we have the courage that those, you all, all of us, 
have the courage to be the visionaries and the forerunners in in this to make it a viable option for other artists. So give thanks to all of your efforts. Thank you so much. I just, uh, yes, uh, it was wonderful to meet you, but before we go too far, uh, sister uh, with the soul opera, I was aware of your concept. I um, sort of checked you out on Facebook and, and was like quite intrigued by that. But I want to add to the conversation that that powerful energy of on the spot uh, freestyle creativity. I just wish there was some way one of those nights you could record that. Well, you know? actually, we have. In fact, um, part of my 2015 schedule is to work on formatting some D- some DVDs um, and some Wonderful. video clips for everyone. Um, it's just that we've been so we've been blessed that we've captured three years worth of footage, and now we're working on creating some products from that. And um, usually January, February are slower months for me, so we get to work on our products for the rest of the year. So in talking about what's coming up for us um, and how we're closing out the year, we have December 11th, which is Thursday, our soul opera show. Um, we're already 10 tickets shy of selling out advanced tickets, everybody. So if you plan on coming, you mm-hmm. may have to get your ticket at the door if you don't buy it before um, tomorrow. Um, but uh, from we are celebrating our third year at World Cafe Live, um, being one of the longest-running local um, talents at World Cafe Live. So we're excited about being the longest-running production locally there. And we have merchandise now. We have T-shirts we're selling. We have, I don't even know, earrings with our logos on it. We have, oh, my gosh, my book. Oh, my book is finally complete with a promo CD in it. Um, so We've worked all year. Our goal earlier this year was to make sure we had product. So we're ending the year with product. Awesome. <laughs> and, um, so we're awesome. happy about that. And the next year we're adding to that product. All of our artists, I am producing and assisting um, the majority of the artists with completing CDs. Um, so we have all. So we're going to have collective products, which will be the DVDs, as well as individual products, which will be CDs of all the artists. Because we have reggae singer, someone who sings. She um, does a lot of classics, mostly Phyllis Hyman. We have um, hip hop artist. We have, um, of course, poets, 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 and we have mm-hmm. um, an opera singer as well that has performed with us occasionally. So we are very excited to be as local artists to support each other independently. Um, individually and collectively. So we have individual shows all year, and then we come at four or five times a year and have this collective thing called Soul Opera. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. I'm looking forward to um, copying one of those DVDs. I got you. I promise you. Remind me now. Don't charge it to my head. Charge it to my heart. You got the inbox and say, don't forget me, and I got you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great stuff. Michael, could you share what um, what side of the world you're hailing from? I am hailing from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. All right. Okay. So now I know you had said some announcements. Um, well, one of the things, I don't know if you got a chance to hear, was what we were saying as far as, um, well, you were light on sharing what you do. But the reason why I just like you, you know, to share so that other People can, and other poets and other people can see the various different things. I know you're a host. Do you host a, uh, an event, a consistent event, a weekly or monthly event? 
I host uh, several events. Um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to host the Fort Worth National Poetry Slams every Tuesday night for the last 15 years, downtown Fort Worth. I host an event for the last eight years. It's titled Lunch, Spoken Jazz and Dinner and Showcase, and that's every last Saturday of the month. Um, and I host a youth poetry open mic uh, for our Brave New Voices team, and that's on Thursday night in Arlington. So, and then, of course, you know, I do a lot of specialty shows. There's a lot of stuff going on here with poetry and spoken word. I mean, there's something every night of the week here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's really, really thriving. It's some good artists. Over the years, we've been able to mold and shape and mentor. And some of the people who have came out of, you know, allegiance with us know how to be, you know, responsible caretakers of this art and create, you know, fair and equitable platforms for not only the audience, but, but for the audience to get a good quality show. So that's helping elevate this art here. So it's a lot of events here that, you know, you can just Google, you know, Mike Gwynn. I don't want to get into all that website, web, website stuff. I know short on time, but just Google me. You'll find me. And, and I, you know, if you're coming in the area, I'd love to feature you and, 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 and vice versa. So, yeah, we're very busy and very blessed down here. And, and, and we welcome everybody. Now, you know what, I'm going to put this, speak this out because, that's one of the things I know our goal for 2015 for the Mass Degree on Radio, I'm going to tell you right now, is manifestation. I don't know necessarily anything new, but it's been a lot of things planned. Now, one of the things is going to develop a website that everyone can put all that information in. I want to make it like a one-stop shop of information so where people can come, you know, post events. You know, if they have web series, have shows, you know, I want, you know, we want a, a place where people can come and find out what's going on spoken word and not just regionally because we have a great, yeah. a lot of great regional things. And then also resources where you can, there are so many award shows, so many associations, um, you know, publishers, you know, re, one place you can go to find resources, whether you're trying to do a book or whether you're trying to, you know, make a CD or um, and just different sources because I definitely want to find those producers that respect spoken word. You know, I just think it's so right. important before you go in the studio that your producer respects your art form. Because right. anybody take your money. But, That's right. You know, if they don't respect the art form, they they just can't give it to you, and they they're generally not as creative because they don't respect the art form. So something happens to their their creativity. They could be a great producer, but you always find it lacking if they don't respect the art form. That but um, so I just yeah. And then the other thing we're going to manifest is science fiction poetry. Mm. So I got to get on Bernard Collins' tail. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> so do. We're yes, gonna, you do. <laughs> we're push that genre of science fiction. And, mm. um, and then the third thing is, I don't know what it is specifically, but we're going to bring something together. And even if we do it for 100,000 poets and change, that gives us till um September next 2015. But we need to do something with some of our good people. So I know um, Peace, Love, and Poetry said they, they're supposed to be taking a trip. They're supposed to be doing some kind of travel. So maybe they can travel to Dallas. And then maybe Peace, Love, and Poetry can have, you know, you over here 
to the um, Delaware Valley. Um, we need I would, to find some way to, to connect. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love How to does, come. I, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just asking Francois, how, how did that sound? <laughs> Girl, you know I'm down, and you know you keep me working, so I'm with you. <laughs> you know you know, you keep me moving. I'm with you, though. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm, I'm planning to, yeah. my plan is to be back in the Delaware Valley in 2015, so help me manifest that. Oh, great. Oh, okay. Okay. I've been Bacon for a while down here um, in the southeast, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to being back into that vibrant energy of the Philadelphia region. I'm blessed to have a close friend um, who is a percussionist and producer, and I'll probably, well, not probably, I'm already working with him, so my next CD is going to, mm-hmm. he's going to produce that. Um but, yeah, uh, the jazz, well, you know, I worked as a promoter in the jazz scene and the music scene in okay. Philadelphia, so I'm looking forward to getting back with those guys and, and bringing out some things where where the music and the words are, are, are front and center and hand in hand. Because, as you say, Jackie, it, it, it becomes an issue a lot of times with musicians um, that, that they don't hear the words, and they're not pacing themselves and giving us space for the words to shine. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we need to continue to work on. But wonderfully and gratefully, as we're manifesting those things that we are and growing as an industry, uh, the musicians are now more uh, open and accepting of us, and, and that's great, too. Um want to see more of those shows that they were doing at, like, the Harvest back at the Cleft Club and things like that. So, Trying to get my feet back into the area, and hopefully within the, at the first quarter of the year, I'll be on the scene. I'll definitely let you know about that. Absolutely awesome. Yes. Looking forward to it. Well, yes, I'm just one thing I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. I, I said I am so impressed. And this is <laughs> awesome, and I, I'm just, I'm just grateful that, you know. Um, is apparently everyone here are very seasoned and that you suck with the craft and just to watch it grow and to be a part of that is like so amazing to me. Um, you know, because sometimes when you're doing things, you do you, well most of the time you're doing it from the, your love and your passion, especially when you're doing it from love and passion. You don't recognize um, the impact it's going to have on your community, your immediate community, um, or the community at large. And for me. Just recently, I've learned that people have been following, watching, or uh, have always have have said, "I can do it" because I did it first. And so, just having an open mic, and there's so many now, like you said about um, the Fourth Worth Dallas area. I remember there was nothing, and that's pretty much why I created an open mic because there was nothing. And um, now, every night of the week, I can find something to do as it relates to. Uh, live music, poetry, or some sort of artistic expression, whether it be artisans um, hosting an event, their own um, gallery event to show their work, or it be a dance, uh, a dance um, performance, or anything. And it's so good, it's because it, and it and it's so many different genres and it's so many different demographics, and it's just really good to watch that grow in my media community and to to get acknowledgement now that um, I was a part of that initial, you know, that uh, the forefront, I was on the forefront. And it's great that 
they honor me and recognize me for that, and I appreciate my community. But I still like to say is that you just do what you love, just do your passion, stick to it, and eventually you'll be the season one as well. <laughs> yes, well, um, so I guess where we need to go with every um, – so, Francois, did you – I guess we want to share the 2015 goals. We kind of talked about – um, and I don't know if you shared with us, Michael, but we were talking about what has happened over the past year. Where do you see growth in your area? Um, and then also, where do you see a need for growth well, in this past year? In this, mm-hmm. Okay, in this past year, the growth that I've seen uh, and, uh, is how people are coming together, that they're supporting each other, that it's no longer just no longer as disconnected, uh, whereas, you know, everybody's territorial and, 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 you know, really kind of, you know, kind of trying to do their own thing and, you know, want upsmanship and forgetting that, you know, this is God's gift and, you know, you know, it didn't start with you. It started way back before you and how we need to be more responsible. So I'm glad to see today there's been a lot of growth in coming together. And what I'd like to see in the future uh, is that we continue to do that. We continue to come together, and not just from a social work standpoint, but from a poetry standpoint. We, we need to meld with our, uh, our, our literary societies, the poetry societies and uh, some of the other literacy groups that are out there uh, in this area that need to connect and not be as, you know, grant and numbers focused, but art and, um, and, and, you know, just art and, 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 and youth speaking and, and growth, paying it forward focus. And so I see that happening. Uh, there are a lot of new organizations in the area that are that are focused on that, and I look connected them. They're trying to connect with me because, you know, I want that. That's, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm in this because, you know, we're not going to get rich. You know, I've, I've done well, but we're not going to get rich from this, but we get rich mm-hmm. in how we... Um, how we help people to to express themselves at the highest level, and you know that enriches us all. So I want to. I, 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 that's what we need to do more in this area. Is just to in, just to elevate the quality and, of course, how we connect with others in in, in doing so. Great. Now, um, just two more um, things I want to go over. I want. Um, Everybody, I'm going to give you a couple minutes before we close out to tell us about your 2015 and, of course, tell everyone how to reach you. But before we go there, the one thing I did want to ask, um, are, as poets, being that it's, you know, a social-driven art form, are we doing enough as far as social change? I mean, with, you know, with the... you know, this rise in, you know, such disregard, open, blatant disregard for, you know, black lives, on, you know, all the way around, you know, from blacks to, you know, all around. You know, there was a time where, you know, we, you know, the poets will always be the one on the scene. But I have, haven't heard too much of the poet voice in these movements. So, you know, are we doing enough or, you know... Or you know, I'm, I'm you know normally it's kind of like 
the poets would lead these type of movements. So I'm, I'm just putting that out there. Interesting that you say that. And, you know, I don't, I think the poets are out there. I was watching Soledad O'Brien's Black in America mm-hmm. over the weekend, and she did a, a documentary called Black and Blue. And the people who were producing uh, the weekly spoken word session in Brooklyn focused on what they're dealing with and, and what we're dealing with in terms of the violence. And the poetry was geared towards that, and the thought was geared towards that. You know, it's, it's, it's like where they're taking the cameras, and we don't, mm-hmm. we don't really dictate where the cameras go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't mean that we're not out there. It probably means more than anything that we're not being seen. And, 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 and our words sometimes people take as inflammatory, so they don't want to do that. And, and they, they don't want to look at, 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 at us as, they want to look at us as victims and not as, as being uh, positively active and having a thought and an intelligence that um, can move the conversation forward. So I truly believe that more than anything, we're out there, we're just not getting camera, if you, you know, if you get what I mean. And even if we're, oh, not, yeah. if we're not out there in that manner, I think that I see, I follow a lot of poets on Instagram, et cetera, and they are posting videos and things of their performances. So they are addressing the issue that way. And, you know, so I think that um, poets are involved, and, you know, we are actually sharing sort that you know that is some things in our next segment to uh begin to create the dialogue as well okay. so um, so then that's one of the things that I guess we need to have a more collaborated effort in increasing the visibility because you know sometimes like poets know what poets are doing but mm. You know, my you know, my thing is, um you know, there's so many other people and you know, I guess you know, I, I, I would guess maybe God made me this conduit. It seems like I see things and I see something great in everything. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, if so and so could mm-hmm. only see it and then I feel like I'm compelled to show all of these people or what you know, whatever these great things I've I've seen. But I've been always putting those places like working I was a development manager, but it was at a home for boys. I'm working there, and then I'm going, you know, out in the evenings, and I'm listening to a Just Greg or a Shyster and, you know, and all of these uh, um, um, uh, Miss Wise and just all of these different people that speak on these issues that I see these guys living, but they they never really heard a poet. And um, they've just had, you know, they're not exposed. So I know my one of my personal missions and all that I do, and this is between Master Grio when I'm working with the Urban Tech Fair, is to get access. And I don't mean mainstream, because you know, my expectations are mainstream. You know, you know, I don't have the expectation because if something's not in their favor, they're not going to work hard. But with the access to technology. We don't have to be dependent upon mainstream to connect. That's right. But it does make, but we do have to, as Mike said, come together and collaborate and coordinate so that we're passing the information on, you know, beyond the poetry circles. So, um, you know, 
that's what's like really important to get it. Because like I said, I never doubt once I get it in front of the people, we blow minds. Because I just, mm. I've just always been around that grade of talent. That's not my question. It's not we have to get in front of the people. And so that's where the coordinated efforts come through. Well, and, uh, well, that. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Michael. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was going to say to answer that question on 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 this end, in in the southern part of the nation. Um, for me, I guess I I, I guess I've been pretty uh, lucky to be a, to to have been placed in a position where I came from. You know, I a master's degree in social work. I worked as a CPS investigator, so my work came out of that, and that work was socially geared uh, to address, you know, uh, uh, child abuse issues, human trafficking issues, bullying issues, uh, parenting issues, separation issues, abandonment issues, of course, sexual assault and abuse issues, and and that's what I wrote from. So from that, since those were prob- those are problems back then and even today that are so prevalent, then you know, social awareness has always been kind of my association and with that association I'm able to connect to these boys homes and these foster homes mm-hmm. and these teen conferences and that's how I get us out there in their in, in their face so they don't know we exist and that we do have work that's relevant and, 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 and has a voice for them so that they know that you're not by yourself that this did happen to me too and I do know about this and you're not you're not alone so I've been very fortunate you know, to that God has put me in that position, you know, that path. So now I get a chance to use that as, I, as I've done for years to um, not just, you know, not just perform, but to also host. And when I host, you know, I bring a poet in to these organizations and they get a chance to be exposed. And that way it's, you know, fifth annual, sixth annual, seventh annual, and it changes, you know, the climate of how they do things. They see relevancy. You know, same thing with, you know, uh, you know these nonprofit organizations who don't have a clue about how to put on a program like that where they can get these youth to be inspired. Well, here we are, and we're doing it, but you, just like you said, they don't know about us. They need to get, we need to get to find a door to go through, and even if that door is not poetry, even if it's just speaking, even if it's just workshop, even if, even if, even if it's just a host or MC. You put yourself out there and on paper in the bio on the program, it has poets, and then they want to know it. They want to have little taste of that. So we affect change in the social climate just from trying to find a way to get ourselves into these places where they may never have heard of us, or even if they have heard of us, they're not afraid of us once we go out and we do what we do so well. Yes, yes. Um, and another thing, too, like um, working with the Urban Tech Fair, I'm looking at technology. And um, Francois, that's one thing. I'm a, another thing I'm going to pull you in on. <laughs> but we're doing a, a fundraising and a freestyle performance piece, or maybe you call it improv type. But it's called Beat and Code, and where we, you know, merge art and technology. But in that, we're working to put together a distribution system. And it's ne- not ne- nothing fancy. It's just a creating a systematic way to distribute music through some of, some of these devices that's just more positive spoken word and um, more positive music. Because I find, again, a lot of it is just a lack, a lack of access of hearing. And, again, like I say, once they hear, 
I just happened to have a CD of just Greg. I, we were in the car with the, the boys going somewhere, and so I got the driver to put it in. You know, I didn't say anything. I just had it put in. And the guy said, oh, who that? Oh, who that? Who that? You know, and then let the boys mm-hmm. start talking so they don't feel like you're preaching to them. So it's proven that, you know, they'll listen, they'll like it, but you just have to give them choices, you know, something outside of what they're hearing on the radio and, you know, people say all that cussing and things. If you add to their repertoire, it'll expand their minds and their thoughts and their options. So um, that's just one thing about doing it, you know, strategically. So, But we definitely want to get these platforms or some place where we could come together. Even if they exist, I'm really not into reinventing the wheel. If it already exists, mm-hmm. if it ain't broke, no need to fix it. But, you know, we, we need to find a, um, a central place where we can gather information together. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when we are going to another region or when we... Um, you know, yeah, one, going to another region and, and looking for opportunities or um, or just want to connect and, you know, what are options and choices out there that a place that we can find that information. So that's one thing I'm just looking at doing as far as technology to just gather the information together because a lot of things we're doing, we're doing so many different great things. We just need to bring awareness to one another, to each other as poets as well as to um the general community. So now we're running. We have, okay. We have another caller. I'm gonna bring another caller in, and then I'm gonna bring the other caller and let them say something. I want each of you to let us know what you're doing for your 2015. And we're gonna start with you, Cheryl. Then we're gonna go to Mike, and we'll come to the other caller, and then we're gonna end with you, Francois. Well, I am hello to right. Hello? Okay, caller from the eight five six. Hello. How you doing? This is Fine. Uh, how are you? Good. Good. Oh, hi. How are you? How are you, sir? <laughs> good. Good. How y'all doing? Alrighty. We're doing great. Yeah. We're doing great. So, yeah, um, good work you're doing. Right. So you're out around the Candom area. Now, Zia, can you let us just know what do you see, what has been the growth in poetry in your area, and where do you see a need for growth? Well, the growth in poetry I've seen is uh, more of the college students is taking up poetry and um, creative writing and um, exhibitions. Um, as far as the street poets, you know, we're still trying to find a way to kind of um, have a, a major platform to exhibit our, our skills and um, skills and, and um, kind of be uh, validated while we're while we're performing. Um, but then you know I did the two the two of my biggest events in in um, Camden, which are annual. One is the anti-violence poetry slam which is outdoor, actually the largest outdoor poetry slam in Camden. And um, also the 100,000 poets to change, I'm part of that, you know, for those two brought out some people. And then I do the conversationalist, which is like small, medium, we do small and medium uh, venues for uh, local artists who are just up and coming, trying to build their confidence. And um, as far as uh, where, what we need, um, I need validity, you know, like I said, we're trying to find a platform, you know, so we can be taken seriously. So we don't have to go to places like Philadelphia, 
as a Camden artist or New York as a Camden artist or, you know, Delaware or wherever you got to go, you know, uh, trying to chase our dreams when, you know, really in Camden, not really fostered by anyone other than the um, the um, other ones who are passionate like myself and there's a few other people who are who are passionate about the spoken word. Like I'm just a lady named Sandra Turner Bond and also um, uh, Idea Performing Arts. We have Cynthia Prime who really allows us to do our, uh, to perfect our craft, you know. Um, but uh, other than other than that, you know, I, like I'm listening and, you know, everybody who gave input, you know, I, I, I feel that. And, you know, just wish that it could be, you know, kind of infectious in, in my community. Around this community okay. is kind of searching, still searching. You know, we got the hip-hop. We still got the super killers, which, you know, kind of, I stay away from that type of music. Um, just listen to it on you, just to hear what the young people are listening to. And, um, you know, you'd be surprised the type of people who, who want to express, you know, their um, spoken word. We have a young guy named Tate Kwan Allen. you got to look out for him. He's on YouTube and all over the place. And he, he has something called Black Light Entertainment. And he's a, not only a spoken word artist, but he's a, a young um, filmmaker. So he's he's okay, doing great. He's so um we got connected and we're we're doing big things now, you know, just infusing his skill set with my skill set and a few other people's skill set. Um, you know, just hopefully you know like we can connect with the whole realm like you were saying that you wanna you wanna have a distribution of the the music or the spoken word. You know, we definitely would, would like to have Camden in a, in that loop. So that we can, you know, get, you know promote our yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that loop will be national. We're putting a structure together, so you know, artists from all over. That's national, global. We just want, um, you know, mainstream does not push positive music from the black voice. You know, if we were Taylor Swift, if we were. Um, you know, other people, they got wonderful, number one hit positive songs. But, and we have the content, it's just not pushed. You yeah. know, um, stuff without, you know, what's, what makes number one, you know, on our national charts is, you know, songs that just have no depth, or, you know, and yeah. but there are plenty of music. So we um, want to create a platform that, you know, those type of things can be, um, you know, just pipelined through, distributed, and, and then have them accessible in, you know, a little bit more public places so that, you know, anyone can hear it or pick it up. So, um, well, that sounds great. So now what we're going to do, we wanted to everyone to give the outlook for 2015 as we close out. And um, I just want to... If y'all give me two minutes just to read this poem, I, I just found this. I was cleaning up, and I wrote this back in, I think, 2007. And this just is for the um, Master Grill Project. It says, I'm viable, viable, diversified to the core. I ain't no Neil Soul. I, I ain't just Neil Soul. Well, okay. Okay, I ain't just no Neil Soul or Slow Chan whore. I moved from hardcore content to mellow love. 
with a slow grind feel. I tell the stories of my people, oralize their history and rhythms and rhymes, can rock celebratory teachings, positively speaking to beats where crumping and the Wu-Tang's meeting. I vibrate through time and space, manifesting in places not considered for me. Get me out your limited box. I'm spoken word performance poetry. Real words making realities, building communities, breaking mental, physical, economic, and spiritual barriers. This mainstream, driven by ideology, values, and people that don't necessarily look like or understand me and mine and my kind, they sure as hell ain't trying to empower me but enslave me and mine, physically and in the mind. But my word art shall set me free, and we free, I pledge to use words spoken to me and mine and theirs in kind to build mind frames, insightful, critical thinking that leads to a black America self-sufficient, competitive, and free. See, this African in America rhythm flowing from the griot compels that me, we be the carriers of our own life, art, culture, and history. From generation to generation to generation, from roots grow to reach the sun, vertically expanding through the branches that grow up and out and bear fruit. See, this be purpose poetry. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, just something I Alrighty, so now we're going to go on to Cheryl, and yeah. then um, Mike, and then we're going to close out. Oh, Cheryl, Mike, we'll go to you, Niger, and then we're going to close out with Francois. Oh, wow, this this has been uh, an awesome experience, and it is every time I listen or participate with you, Jacqueline. I just love, 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 love the things you do. I'm so inspired by you. You make me tired just thinking about the things you do. Um, so for me, 2015 will see publication of the second in the series of uh, interactive environmental fairy tales, Ms. Green Leaves, Cleans the Globe. There will be a second poetry CD that will speak to today's issues. That one is going to be a little bit more uh, fiery, I would say. Um, yeah. So, and the way to contact me is leap, L-E-A-P, P again, two Ps at live.com. Um, that's the best way to get me. And I just want to give you just a real quick little thing that I did called Do the Right, W-R-I-T-E, thing. I heard a voice softly say, do the right thing. That's who you are and your task to fulfill. You have work to do that can only be completed by you. I have told you time again, you find your purpose when you look within. Get lost in the words. Love their sounds, shapes, and meanings. When I asked what to do, I heard a voice softly say, do the right thing. That's who you are and your task to fulfill. You have work to do that can only be completed by you. Do the right, W-R-I-T-E, thing. And that's what I'll be doing for 2015, doing the right thing. All right. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Well, for, for me here in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, I, I've got so many things. It's probably just be easier for people just to go to my website, MikeGwynn.biz. Just go there or you just, just Google me. And you guys are more than welcome to come down and, 
cleaning for everybody, and we do pay our artists. So, you know, just to let you know, there's much love to all of y'all, and thank you so much for letting me be a part of this wonderful, wonderful broadcast. I look forward to hearing from you all again in some form or fashion. Is it on me? Yes. Yes, it's on you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, again, uh, my name is Major Ali. You know, I do a movement called the Heart Professionals Freedom of Expression here in Canada, New Jersey, which you can find that on Facebook, the Heart Professionals, or you can reach me about Major Ali on uh, Facebook. And if I can do a, a quick, well, two minutes. If I can do a quick two minutes, that'll be... <clears throat> what difference does it make how different I am? Just as long as the difference I make is honoring my reflection, visual, and I am fine. My vocals are penetrating me. I get too loud. My, 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 I'm so blessed. My difference always allows me to be high in my eyes. I'm not trying to stand alone, but I do stand strong. I'm not a petty island, half old, half old. I am more like Love Island, deep in the warmth of the sun, covered by the sun. I need to be who I am because I am part of a master plan that is, will, and has been. I am so different when you think I have lost, I am winning. The beginning of my change happened because I accepted the inevitable. I was born of the womb, reborn of the spirit, and will die, and giving the world what I was born to give. And yes, I'm very very special and of course different. I learned to teach, learn to reach with more than just speech. Youth rises out of well deserved seat. And that's uh, a little something from me. Again, you can follow me on you know, Twitter, Occupationalist, um, Facebook. Google me as well. My organization is also media property and power. Thank you. I definitely appreciate you allowing me to be um, part of your show again. That's what I'm doing, 2015. All seven living room. Awesome. Peace and light. This is Sweet Franchise. Sounds like candy, but spelled S U I T E F R A N C H O N. You can find me mostly at peacelovepoetry.us or sweetfranchine.us mm-hmm. of course on Facebook and all the um, social media networks. I just like to say that for 2015 I want to continue to grow my art form. I have a lot of projects on the calendar. Excited that I'm already booked through June of next year. But more importantly um, thankful for the opportunity to continue to meet other artists, other poets, to find out what you're doing so that um my goal will be to collaborate more, to reach out more, to come and visit uh, some other areas and share. Um, so I look forward to sharing with you all in 2015. And thank you again, Jacqueline, for holding me accountable, for pulling me along, and for getting me more involved um, outside of just the production and performance part of things. So thank you, and thank you for allowing me to be a co-host. For what year are we in? This is my first full year, right? My second year, Jacqueline. First full year, right? Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate you so much. All righty. Well, for everyone else, we speak peace and love. 
and have a great holiday into the new year. We see you in 2015.